0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls,
1: this is the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Kyle Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going
2: In Raw, baby.
0: Hey, guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster, and you're watching Going In Raw. You like
2: that? Hey, Brendan Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it Make sure you always get your new Going In Raw notifications. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Before we get into our Clash of Champions review, I want to give our patrons a shout-out. We've got some new patrons. New, new, new. also want to say thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in to our Clash of Champions live stream. We wouldn't be able to—it wouldn't be nearly as fun without the friendos back in our play. Yeah, wow. Man. Uh, let's see here. We got some new patrons in Juanito Turley, Patrick Kennedy, Simon Bullock. Uh, I had already read this name before, but I, I'll read it again. The pubic hair connoisseur, Scott Tennerman. Nobody knows more about the under area than Scott here. Yes, Jeremy Russell, Big McLarge, Huge, and DJ Booty Dan. Thank you,
1: thank you, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, you, thank so you. Thank you so much for your support.
2: Clash of Champions, WWE 2019. Oh, man. Book.
1: Uh, it, what an exhausting show. It's it funny. wasn't even like WrestleMania long.
2: It wasn't even close to that. Vince seems to have a thing now for three and a half hour shows. Which is great. Thank God.
1: It's great. Cause this Thank was a God, a four and a half hour show. I'd probably be asleep right now. It's one of those shows where, I don't know. This is, it, it didn't necessarily start out this way, but by the end, it definitely felt like a glorified episode of Raw or SmackDown. You had too many backstage interviews I don't think there's I don't think there's really a place for that anymore on pay-per-views
2: I don't think I honestly just
1: matches I don't even think that's what it is I, I I barely even noticed that well that's just one of many things I mean this is like overall there was a did, lack of intensity all around did this pay-per-view need to exist no there was no reason for it, it didn't advance anything
2: it didn't... The, the, every title was on the line, and we
1: had two title changes? The, ta- the, the Raw and SmackDown Tag Championship, which could have easily just happened on Raw or SmackDown. Right. Here, the, 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 the show was epitomized by Corey Graves, because seemed this was his posture of the whole show.
2: Yeah, what was that? Corey seemed completely
1: bereft of any enthusiasm. And he probably saw the rundown for this, this, this thing and was like, really?
2: Well, I mean, on paper, like, okay... You got AJ versus Cedric in the kickoff that lasted
1: eight minutes. Maybe or like that. five? Was that even five it started, minutes? It started at 12, 12 minutes before four o'clock.
2: And God bless them, they did a lot in that small amount of time.
1: Yeah, but didn't really, I don't know. It's like, I expected something that would advance the story. And it was just AJ winning clean, and then post-match, there's a beatdown. Yeah. Like, what does that really advance? Well, like yeah. Cedric can come back. Well, AJ, I still have a problem with you because the OC beat me up after I lost. Well, but he, he doesn't he have a case for the title anymore. He lost. Clean. Four, I, I
2: knew it. Four minutes and 55 seconds. Not even five. Not even five. And it was a fast-paced... Move, 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 match. And it was in, in that regard, it was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was, I mean, was a lot of, they didn't waste their time. There's a lot of high impact stuff. Right, exactly. But it's like that's the kind of match that the main card really could have used. Yes. Um, also, to be honest, the, the cruiserweight title, that, that should have been on the main card. I mean, we say that every time, but it's like we know what those guys can do. They can yeah. pick a crowd up, and they give them 10 minutes.
1: Yeah. And didn't help that the finish was was
2: wonky. And this is two pay-per-views in a row that Kofi versus Randy goes way longer than
1: it ever should.
2: And these guys just don't have... For all the backstory and all the history they have, they don't have a lick of in-ring chemistry. Well, here's,
1: here's the issue is Orton's got a very methodical style. Yeah. Kofi can put on really good, exciting matches. Yeah. Uh, more, it just seems like the pair the pairings they had with him on pay per view have not played to his his skill set, which is
2: sad because the story's been really good. Yeah. With those guys. yeah.
1: Why wasn't this some sort of falls count anywhere brawling match?
2: Given how the last match
1: ended, yes, yeah, no. I Why know. Why have another standard match? Given how the SummerSlam match ended, given the the differences in style, especially at this point in Norton's career, yeah. where. God forbid he picks up the pace a little bit. I
2: think I, here, I think this is I think this is what it is, and I we this sounds familiar to what we said last time for Clash of Champions, when they mandatory all the titles being on the line, they don't have time to build all these matches so they matter for the titles. So you get stuff like Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Miz. Um, and you got Sami Zayn in there, that match really did not, that's not a pay-per-view match right there. I mean, it could be with the right story, but, yeah, this, but right now, in this there's, case, there's it's no, not. No. Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross versus Manny Rose and Sony Deville. That should have been on the kickoff instead of AJ Cedric. That's, an, that's easy right there. I thought that the horsewomen stuff, I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you did get a story beat with Bayley and Charlotte Flair, and likewise with Becky Lynch and Sasha, even though that match could have easily been on Raw the way it ended um yeah
1: it's so many of these matches if they did have finishes that didn't seem pretty straightforward were just to build on the next pay-per-view
2: yeah 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 that's
1: basically without it without really advancing the story it's like oh here this this story isn't over did you gotta wait till hell in the cell to get more of this well, yeah give us advancement in the story like the bailey one did because she's she she low-key did some heel moves to win yeah for sure um but so
2: yeah it was i mean they could have got it's funny because they could have gotten rid of a couple of these and it would have gone down yeah, if you if you cut the time of Kingston of Kofi and Randy Orton in like half,
1: and then give ten more minutes to AJ and Cedric Alexander, and put in the main card. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, let's let's start off. It's not all bad. It's, no, not, all it's bad. not all bad. It's not all bad. It was a matter of it, it was a it, matter of pacing and build. But else, by
1: and large, it was it wasn't it wasn't all bad. It was just largely mediocre. It was largely bereft of consequences. Yeah. I don't know, maybe I don't know if it if it's just if me going into this knowing or realizing this as the show unfolded or the talent knew that there really wasn't a consequence or stakes involved in a lot of these matches. I'm not gonna accuse anybody of phoning it in because these guys bust these guys and, and, and women bust their sure. their tails and put on great performances. I'm not gonna blame them them for that. But it's a nature of the creative build to it, lacking intensity, uh, especially after the finish of that Sasha Bailey match, it took the air out of the entire building. Mm-hmm. No, it seemed like the crowd was absolutely exhausted by that point. And then you put Kofi and Randy Orton in front of them after that match where the pace is so slow. There's a larger context also of wrestling these days
2: how there is, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. I mean, what was it? the we're, So we're two weeks past the, the one day where there was like three shows. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing went on last weekend, right? No. no. Right.
1: Well, tonight it was this show, but then it was also a AA-A show in New York. Yeah. Which we didn't watch.
2: But then there was news that came out. So the two sort of, we're not going to do like a weekend roundup thing tomorrow. This is going to be our Monday show. And then we're going to come back with a news brief tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, yeah. It
1: might be slightly extended based on what news is. Yeah. Because we've
2: got the, I mean, we're talking about WWE right now. We can talk about the WWE draft real
1: quick. Yeah. That was formally announced by WWE is happening October 11th, SmackDown. 14th. And the 14th on Raw, yeah. Yeah,
2: so John Pollock originally broke this, um, and then WWE confirmed it was all over the NFL Fox broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then WWE sent out their own release. So that's, that's cool. So there's also kind of like, we're biding our time. I think right now also we're just sort of biding our time before all the big changes. Mm-hmm. NXT's this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple more weeks until AEW and uh, SmackDown on Fox. Yeah. And then a couple weeks after that, or a week after that, the draft.
1: Did you notice this in the WB's announcement? Uh, on both nights of the draft, superstars from Ron and SmackDown appear along with personalities from Fox and NBC Universal Programming who will announce selected picks from each brand.
2: Who's, who's who from USA? Was, the Suits people? Yeah, somebody from Suits. <laughs> All right. If Psych was still on, it'd be people from Psych. Well, if the Grizzlies weren't
1: like... In- Legal issues. They might have a grizzly on there. Are they out. They're
2: out, aren't they? Yeah,
1: but they're still printing uh, legal issues. So I don't think they're going to be showing up to somebody announce. from Law and Order. Maybe, but those are all reruns. SVU still on? Yeah, SVU. Oh yeah, yeah, on yeah. NBC. Yeah, yeah, but not. On, but the ones they show on USA are all reruns.
2: Oh, I'm not. Well, that look. That says squarely NBC Universal, not necessarily USA.
1: Yeah, it's predominantly USA though. <laughs> I feel like maybe.
2: Anyways, let's talk about this, man.
1: All right, so the show, uh, the kickoff show in in terms of in-ring action kicked off with Cruiserweight title match, Lince Dorado versus Humberto Carrillo versus Drew Gulak.
2: Oh, by the way, I lost predictions.
1: Handily, too.
2: Uh, What was the score?
1: Oh, because that Roman, that stupid Roman stuff. It was 50, I think I got 51, you had 39.
2: So if that stupid Roman match would have swung the other way, you still would have won, but...
1: But I have had forty six, and you would have had forty nine. No, you would have won. Oh, if Roman had won,
2: really? If just the Roman thing would have swung it, yeah. Hmm. What a drag. Well, yeah. let me get. I'm gonna get the title. You start talking about
1: the. the oh, match. all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, like most pay per view cruiserweight title matches, they give they gave this about ten to twelve minutes on the pre show, and these guys did the best they could with what time they had. But you know, you get. I'm still filing. Yeah, you get these 205 live main events. They give 20, 25 minutes to, and they're awesome. And you feel like you're kind of getting the cliff notes version of, of what you see on a regular basis.
2: Winner! There you go, man. Give me that. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta wear that to the supermarket, taking your kids to school. You gotta wear that thing it's everywhere. Massive belt. Congratulations! You have to look like an
1: asshole now. Anyways, as you were saying... uh, It's another instance where they give the Cruiserweights an insufficient amount of time to fully ply their trade and show off exactly what they can do. Yep. Um, This was just a a match to further... uh, Drew as heel, as an opportunistic heel. He saw an opportunity to win the match with doing as little as possible, and that's what he ended up doing towards the end. Um, There was a couple cool moments. There was like a sequence where uh, Drew and Creo almost seemed like they were working... Uh, unintentionally in tandem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew has Lince Dorado on his shoulders. Creo hits like a, a tope over the top rope to the ringside area uh, onto Lince, like a doomsday tope type situation. That was yeah. cool. Um, there's a cool se- se- uh, sequence between Creo and Gulak where Creo goes for a moonsault. Drew gets his feet up. But rather than Creo eating Drew's feet, he like kind of catches him. And then puts Drew in a submission move, which isn't usually in his wheelhouse. Yeah, right. Um, he's kind of taken uh, a page from Drew's book, which harkens mm-hmm. back to the story when Humberto first got brought over to 205 Live, where uh, uh, Drew kind of took him under his wing. Say, hey, you can't do all the high-flying stuff. Safe and sound. On the ground. Feet on the ground. Yeah. And then Lindsay comes over. He does his own submission move. Drew escapes. Uh, there is this cool bit where Lince did like a, a super Frankensteiner off the top rope. I mm-hmm. mean someone's standing up and he does it. Yeah. Um, on Carrillo goes for a shooting star press he misses. Uh, the finish saw Carillo hit his finisher and then he's about to go for the pin Drew comes in tosses Humberto into the ring post. There's um, like a rollover bridge on Lince uh, Lince's right shoulder wasn't down so we hear the ref say put your shoulder down he tucks his shoulder down the mat. Then he counts the pinfall for the finish of the match. It, it was clunky. It was the clearest. Like,
2: it, this, it was just pure camera. And they didn't even, like, shake the camera or do any of their wonky, like, zooms or anything. It was just camera was clearly just showing us. Just held it there. Just his shoulder wasn't down. Ref said, Lince, put your shoulder down. He did,
1: and then he counted. And they showed a replay later in the show, and they cut out that
0: bit. Well, of course. Of
2: course they did course uh, they did.
1: Just clunky. Just a clunky little bit. Uh, after that uh, U.S. title match, which I was flabbergasted that that was on the uh, kickoff show. I would have thought that's main card material.
2: I saw a lot of people on Twitter sort of immediately calling that when it was announced. Because it's, it's, it's the U.S. title. I mean, I agree. I don't think it should have been. But it didn't really surprise me all that much.
1: I think it was less the title on the line. than I mean, it's AJ Styles, man. I know.
2: I agree. It's weird. But then when I saw that, it's I was like, the oh, U.S. like, sure
1: Cedric's losing this match. They're so not going to have the hometown uh, guy and Cedric lose on the main card, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, this match started off really fast, and it was only five minutes, so it kind of kept that pace. Where as soon as the bell rings, AJ charges towards Cedric. Cedric hits a Mishinoku driver, gets a two. Mm-hmm. Um, He follows that up with Tope outside, tosses A.J. back in the ring, does the the springboard neuralizer kick. Uh, A.J. kicks out again. Uh, Cedric goes for a springboard clothesline. A.J. pushes him off the ropes. Uh, Cedric follows the ringside area. A.J. hits a brain buster on the apron. Yeah, that was... And then the styles clash onto the mats outside the ring. That was pretty rad. This is all within like 90 seconds, 120 seconds of the bell ring. Again, this is
2: a less than five-minute match.
1: Yeah. So we're back in the ring. There's a little more... Back and forth going on. Eventually, A.J. puts uh, Cedric in the calf crusher. He gets the ropes. And then A.J. hits phenomenal form and a styles clash for the win. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, it was it a was strong showing in the sense that Cedric pretty much threw everything he could at A.J. save for a lumbar check. Yeah. And it took both of A.J.'s finishes to get the win. He's got to be smarter. Yeah.
2: got to be smarter.
1: Um, afterwards, uh, A.J. waves the O.C. to come down to the ring. They start beating up. Cedric, and that yeah, was it. Yeah. No one makes the save. No. No, no Viking friends. Raiders. No friends. No friends. That you got to make it. friends backstage. Well, I thought the Cedric and the Viking Raiders were friends. They kind of established that on last week.
2: Maybe uh, Roe wasn't huge on Cedric chugging some beer in the middle of the ring. Was straight wasn't Hansen Wasn't Hanson drinking beer too? Well, yeah, I don't that's know. That's his tag team partner, He's man. probably not happy about that either, but he stuck with him. He's a tag team.
1: Well, I mean, it's he, something he I feel like to go a, for a, singles run. a simple conversation could have solved if there was any issues there, you know?
2: I don't think they talk backstage unless the camera's there. It's
1: true. Unless someone blocks them <laughs> There's saying no this to each other. No communication. Exactly. Uh, main card starts. First match, of the main card for the Raw Tag Team Championships Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman versus Rudolph. They
2: really should have scheduled this just before the Universal Title.
1: Match. Agreed. That would have been awesome. So the, 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 the emotions were fresh. Yes. Instead of uh, them having to wait three hours till their main event bout.
2: No clean shirts.
1: Yeah. Uh, this match, how long was this match? You still have the times up? I this can. felt very short. I can do it. But also it was relatively fast paced. It was fun enough, but just, it just didn't feel memorable.
2: Yeah. I get the feeling this was, I'm going to say this was probably eight minutes long. It sounds fair. And a lot of that was like, it wasn't like, f- you know, fever pace at all. Yeah. But it
1: wasn't slow by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, it was a decent match. It was fun enough. Uh,
2: this was 940. Oh, okay. 940. Almost all 10 right. minutes. All
1: right. That sounds about right. Uh, early on, Bob Rude goes for a glorious DDT, Bron just tosses him. Uh, so Bron's in there for a while, eventually he gets the hot tag to Seth, uh, Seth's gonna go for a stomp on Bob Rude. Dolph trips him up, um, Bob Rude goes for the glorious DDT on Seth, Seth escapes, hits a suicide dive on Dolph, he goes back to the ring, eats a spine buster from Bob Roode, uh, but kicks out at two. Um, Braun gets his, in the ring. He shoulder tackles Rude into Seth inadvertently. Mm. Um, and then uh, goes. he goes for Dolph. Uh, he Dolph gets out of the way, so we get another uh, ring post spot with Braun. Him in that darn Every ring post. time. Every time. Every time. It's his thing. And gives Rude an opportunity to hit a glorious DDT for the win. So. He pins Seth Rollins. Yep. New tag team champions for the Raw show. Rude-Dolph. Mm-hmm. The Vultures? Did they say that? Tonight no, they just said that one time. The vultures of the Raw tag division. didn't stick.
2: Didn't stay. I no. thought it was going to stick. It didn't stick. Uh, it didn't seem like something that would stick. Even their like, freaking entrance is awkward because like Dolph comes out first and then Bob Roode kind of comes out afterwards.
1: That's kind of like their dynamic altogether. though. And that's how they actually played it, played it up their second week as a tag team. It was pretty much, hey, they wrestle as two singles wrestlers who have to wrestle matches together. Yeah. And they pretty much framed it as Dolph carries the load. Yeah. And Bob helps out around the edges. Well, baby steps. Bob just came out of the twenty four seven division. Well, now he pinned Seth Rollins and got the secured his team the tag team championship. So
2: right after that match, Braun was backstage and he was interviewed by Charlie Caruso, and she said, "Braun, what's up with that?" And he said, "Seth Rollins is going to get these hands because he's not my friend anymore." And
1: he lost the tag. Te- he lost the tag team championship. Yeah, he Braun
2: didn't claim any responsibility none. for
1: that. Uh, so he's going uh, to get these hands. Uh, Braun's to be universal champion. We go directly to an interview with Becky. Uh, Becky says, oh, I got to disagree with Braun. Uh, Seth and myself are going to walk out of here with our belts. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, they're engaged. So Mm -hmm. I guess she has inside information as to that. (laughs) Yeah. She's the one leaking those betting
2: odds now. Anyways, uh, after that, we had uh, Charlotte. Oh, and Becky also had some words about the other horsewomen. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte versus Bailey happened next for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte came out on fire with a boot. Got two. Uh, and then, uh, how long was this match? It was, was like four a, minutes. It was yeah, really short. A really short match, too. Yeah, under four minutes. 345.
1: Super quick. So, at one point, Charlotte sends Bailey into the corner. Mm-hmm. And so, Bailey, pulling a Yano, goes in the bottom <laughs> turnbuckle and unties turn the pad and takes it off. Sends Charlotte into it. Mm. Pins her. As soon as the ref counts through that bell ring, she gets her belt and bolts up the ramp. I love that. I thought that was great. She had some DVDs to sell. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, like we've been kind of monitoring the Bailey heel character situation in terms of the wacky wavy inflatable tube men uh, fan in- interaction down the ramp. She had the tube men. There was still interaction down the ramp. No hugs, however, but there was, you know, like a, a, there was a, a, a fan Bailey cosplayer. Yeah, fan dressed as her. She went and gave her five or something. Not a hug, though. Um, but to see some real concrete heel maneuvers here. The
2: thing that cracked me up was there was like a little girl, like a little tiny one. Who was like in the front row or in the entrance there? And Bailey looks at her, goes and gives her a high five. You see, look on Bailey's face, like, like just I, it seemed like a very real like realization of, dude, how am I gonna pull this off? <laughs> you know, it's like it's like when Goldberg turned heel, yeah, and then he immediately went backstage and said, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I've got too many Make a Wish kids that I get that rely on me. I don't yeah. want to do this. Yeah, so I mean, Bailey, she she probably is. Very interested in adding some dimension to her character. But at the same time, when you look at those little kids, that's got to be kind of
1: difficult. That's got to be an interesting situation right there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. But anyways, it, that was like the, the, the most profound uh, story beat of this whole show, probably. Mm-hmm. Bailey doing kind of heel stuff. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time.
2: Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. Forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins
0: Saturday. Uh,
1: next, we had the revival taking on the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, again, how much? Long, how long was this one? A fun enough match, but this felt like it could have been a really the majority good
2: majority of this. Let's see, uh, ten minutes,
1: ten ten and a quarter. Yeah, yeah. Um, it felt like it could have been a really good SmackDown main event.
2: Yeah, it's weird. So again, this was the kind of match that they've. So, there has been a story built here yeah. with the revival and Randy Orton and Kofi and all that kind of stuff.
1: In fact, the revival actually had uh, FTRKO themed gear. They had uh, hoodies. They had like and a and new trunks. logo thing yeah. with like a viper in the middle and then their
2: sort of skulls or something. Top guys. Like a Slay-us thing on the other side. Kind of, yeah. Um, but the New Day just sort of kind of laid down
1: for them, you know? Like Xavier Woods was taken out of the match For the vast majority of it Yeah he was sleeping Um, He eventually got back in Got a hot tag from Big E uh, Did some damage But then Big E got back in And then uh, Dash Wilder avoided uh, Big E's apron spear Um, And then uh, Big E eats the shatter machine on the floor Takes him out for the finish of the match Uh, Revival hits the shatter machine on Xavier Woods They don't pin him though Scott Dawson goes to the knee that they had worked a few weeks back on Xavier Woods, where they jumped off the top rope and mm-hmm. banged up his knee. Yeah, Takes off the knee brace, rips his awesome tights. Those and, are great tights. Yeah, and puts them in a knee bar, and Woods yeah. has to tap after trying to get to the ropes and not be able to make it there.
2: I really, I mean, so, again, this is one of the matches on the card that I thought was actually pretty darn good, because, especially because of that finish. The finish, you know, the finish added to the story mm-hmm. you know they're trying to hurt these guys they're trying mm-hmm. to humiliate them trying and to take hurt them out. Them. yeah and uh and the fact that they didn't you know they hit their finish they could have easily gone for the pin mm-hmm. instead make this dude tap out mm-hmm. that was good i liked like yeah, i want to
1: make him suffer yeah. a bit i liked it after that we get alexa bliss nikki cross interview uh while, while alexa's talking the boom lowers into the shot which is weird because charlie's there with a microphone in her hand in alexa's face um, Camera widens out. It's our truth. And uh Alexa's like, Hey everybody, our truth's on the set. Well, he says, Hold on a second.
2: He says, huh? he says, uh, I just wanted to make sure everybody hears your wonderful voice. Yes. She's like, Thank you. I do have a wonderful voice. Let me see this. She pulls it down and says, Everybody, our truth is here on the set. Come get him. Come get your twenty four seven championship. Yes. And then, you know, the mad, 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 mad
1: world thing happens. Loser locker I'm... runs in, yeah. Which
2: is I'm very excited about the fact that they have whittled that loser's locker yeah. room down
1: quite a bit. Yeah, numbers were dwindling. Uh, that leads us to the uh, Women's Tag Team uh, Championship. Bout, Fire and Desire. Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville taking on Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Uh, pretty early in the match, the uh, 24-7 division runs into the ring, middle of the match. Uh, Alexa tries to roll up our truth No luck, though. This was a... A Nine minute long match that was probably about four minutes of actual
2: action. Yeah, I felt that way because between the I mean, there, Alexa was working face and it was pretty entertaining stuff. Uh, but it was by and large a lot of showboating Mm -hmm. on both sides. Mm -hmm. Uh, she got a couple of good, couple of stiff slaps in.
1: Yeah, there was that double uh, forearm shot from between her and Mandy, I think. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, Eventually, though, it's it's uh, Nikki Cross. Sorry, uh, Fire and Desire hit the finish. Nikki Cross breaks the pin. She gets the hot tag. Mandy misses her V trigger. Uh, Nikki hits her draping, twisting neck breaker to get the win. Tag champion successfully retained. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, saw that one coming. Yeah. Uh, After that, for the Intercontinental Championship, The Miz taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. He had a cape, not quite as awesome as the one he wore at Wrestle Kingdom a few years back. Oh, he needs a much yeah, He
2: needs a crown. Well, the crown was cool. They're not gonna do a crown because that's King of the Ring.
1: This cape felt more like well, it felt more party city than the one he had at Wrestle Kingdom.
2: Yeah. Well Party City has some cool stuff.
1: They do. Mm-hmm. Just makes you pine for that particular image of him in the long cape floor length cape with the crown yeah things were cooler back then they definitely were
2: so sammy Zayn comes out first he's got he's still selling a neck injury and then neck brace i like that
1: thanks to the choke slam from undertaker i thought that
2: was good and he mentions that uh but then he calls uh, shinsuke nakamura king of strong style that's cool the artist and uh he's about to beat you up miz yeah miz was for his part was taken this whole match seemingly way too
1: lightly Yeah, almost. he's pretty blasé sitting on the on the, on the the top turnbuckle waiting for the match to start.
2: So one cool thing they did, one change of presentation, was they dimmed the house lights for the and just had a spotlight yeah. over them for the introductions. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a, a very cool addition. I thought that was yes. pretty neat. Agreed. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a normal pay-per-view thing now or if they did this specifically because it's Clash of Champions and maybe they did this they historically. They had been doing
1: it on occasion
2: for takeovers. They did it for NXT UK. Yeah. They did it for that and then TakeOver, I think, also.
1: Yeah. So, there's something they've been doing NXT, trying out. So, maybe, hopefully, they're bringing it up to the main roster because it does lends it a more important feel.
2: I, don't think, it's, I think it looks great, yeah. They
1: should keep the house lights down, too, mm-hmm. for the actual match. I think that's great when they do that. Uh, so, Sammy's doing his ringside commentary thing. Uh, that is until the, the mic, or sorry, the Miz gets in his face, grabs the mic out of his hands, just chucks it up the ramp.
2: Yeah, it was a good throw.
1: That was great. That was great. Uh, one of the things that Miz was doing to try to get the upper hand was working over Nakamura's leg, thinking if he get, knocks his legs out from under him, can't kick him. Yeah. Sound strategy. Good strategy. Didn't really work for him, though. At one instance, he catches a kick from Nakamura, puts Nakamura's leg on the rope, and kicks the back of Shinsuke's other knee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on, Miz avoids a Kinshasa, slams Uh, Nakamura's knee on his own shoulder, and then puts Nakamura in the figure four. Shinsuke gets to the ropes. Uh, Miz kind of pulls him back towards the middle of the ring, tries for another figure four. Nakamura rolls him up. Uh, Miz kicks out. Uh, Miz is running the ropes. Sammy grabs his ankle. Miz is down there arguing, takes Sammy's hat off him. Uh, And then Nakamura nails him with a vicious knee to the back of the head. That was rad. Why is that not a Kinshasa? (laughs) <laughs> it's the exact same thing. I know. Just and wasn't it, facing him. And it, keep, it takes him like off guard. Yeah. It was good. But it seemed like that should have
2: been enough to finish. It should be the finish. It's one of those weird wrestling things.
1: It wasn't. Miz kicks out. Uh, Nakamura goes for another Kinshasa. Uh, Miz avoids it. He hits skull crushing finale. But Sammy gets on the apron and starts distracting the ref.
2: Oh, yeah. He's getting physical with the ref. Yeah. ref is hugging him. Uh, Miz goes uh, ringside, chases Sammy, eats a knee from Nakamura, who puts him back in the ring. Uh, Shinsuke then eats—I'm sorry—Shinsuke hits Kinshasa for the win uh, and retains his Intercontinental Another Championship. Another match that would
1: have been a really good SmackDown match. Yeah, because it was a fun match. Yeah, no, it was
2: fun. It was fine. It was fine. It was just—it's one—it's one of those things where if you don't have like—I don't know. Pay-per-view matches should be – that's why takeovers work so well. And I don't want – I don't need, like, them to start f- trying to fit into the takeover mold, but, like, not everybody
1: should have a match. Yeah. Not everybody needs a match. Well, and also takeovers benefit from having several weeks of build. Yeah, yeah. They feel important because, several as you said, not everybody has a match. Yeah. You get five of these matches. Mm-hmm. So the matches on there actually feel important.
2: Yeah. I mean, it used to be like seven matches. Each one gets a big chunk of time. What, on WWE pay-per-view? Yeah. Yeah,
1: agreed. That's how it should be. Agreed. Not 11. There's 11 matches on this card. This is clash.
2: They have too many titles, too.
1: It's part of it, yeah. <laughs> it is part of it. I mean, do you really need
2: a Raw answer? Like, how long ago was it that the Revival were a Raw tag team? No,
1: like a month ago. When did
2: they officially switch over? Well, it's wild card rule. They never did. Draft will be interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, after that, probably the best match on the card, save for the finish. Sasha Banks taking on Becky Lynch. Uh, one of the few uh, matches on here that really did have big fight feel.
2: It did totally, yeah.
1: And they actually played it up pretty wonderfully. Because um, even early on, they were both trying to put their respective submission moves on each other to try to get this match done early. Mm-hmm. So like Becky, or sorry, Sasha tried to put the bank statement on Becky. Becky would escape, transition to disarmor, Sasha would escape, um, and was, like, later on, Sa- uh, Becky's going for a lariat, Sasha catches it, goes right into a bank statement, Becky powers out, hits the a Bexploder. Um Sasha hits the top rope meteor, only gets to two, Sasha goes to the bank statement again, Becky rolls through, goes for a disarmor, Sasha rolls her up, Becky kicks out, but then transitions right into a disarmor, Sasha gets to the ropes.
2: The thing that I like about this match also, like around this time too, is that both of these competitors were really selling every moment. You juxtapose that with Orton versus Kofi at any time. Do you get the feeling that Orton cares about the WWE championship? Like Kofi kind of does, but I never get the feeling that Randy Orton cares about what's on the line. The title doesn't need to be any part of this beyond, I guess, stripping Kofi of some, you know, dignity by taking the title away from yeah. him. But, like, neither guy, when it's move after move after move, none of neither of them were selling that any of it hurt or mattered or anything. Like, there was no emotion to it. It's like, yeah, they sell, ow, that hurts. Yeah. But there was no emotion
1: behind it. That's why it. I, mean, I kind of felt like there should have been something added to this match to build off the previous one. But there wasn't. It was just the same match. It was, yeah. It and if was. nothing, if the, if the feud isn't going to build and there's no point in continuing it.
2: Like, the whole point was for Kofi to, like, beat Randy Orton. And he beat Randy Orton. And it was like a big old who cares. Yeah, you know? no. That's why I was, that was really hoping. And, I mean, I was immediately when I made the pick, I was like, yeah, okay, that's probably not going to happen. But it's like, okay, you have Orton go over here, have the title. That's the one thing he might not care about it, but he knows that Kofi does. Yeah. And then you have something really big going into the next one. It's Kofi basically trying to get back his dignity. Yeah. All he did was win clean here. I know. Anyways, go back. I'm sorry. So get like, back was, to the other. It it was,
1: you know, I'll just add this similar to the case with Cedric and AJ. Like, what case does Orton have for another title match? Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have to go after Kofi on a personal level to try to anyway justify it. But if you look at it from a competitive standpoint, he just lost clean. Mm-hmm. Back of the line, Randy. Well, he's got to push his buttons again, and it's going to be so transparent. I know. And it's going to be, why
2: didn't Kobe just say, I beat you. Back of the line, pal. Stupid, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, we're going to go back. Back to this. this. Yeah. So uh, Becky's in the corner. Sasha hits a backstabber on her. Uh, hits another in the middle of the ring. Puts her in the bake statement. Uh, this is like the one moment where you really thought, oh, maybe Becky could maybe lose. Becky, you know and, the dude, ring. the
2: look of desperation on Becky's face while she was in this predicament, was so
1: good. It was so real. And, yeah, and like the struggle getting out of it felt real, too. It was yeah. a little clunky. The roll yeah, yeah, she yeah. did to get to the ropes felt a little clunky. Yeah. Um, so she escapes. Uh, a chair is introduced. A couple of them, in fact. So the ref is dealing with one chair. Sasha grabs the other one and hits uh, Becky with it. Follows it up with a, a, a shining wizard. Becky kicks out. So then Sasha gets the, ca- the chair. The ref grabs it from her, tosses it down, starts arguing with her a little bit. Becky picks it up, swings at Sasha. Sasha gets out of the way. Becky nails the ref in the shoulder. Yeah. Ref with the chair. Collapses. Oh, man. Base hit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that he carried his... Uh, <laughs> he can get a concussion from a shoulder injury. I there. know. I yeah. know. Um, so he crumples. He just falls on the mat. He's there for, what, five, ten minutes? At least five Half minutes. the match. At, at least, least five At least minutes, half the man. match. So then Becky starts going after Sasha with the chair. Sasha gets out of the ring. She tries to flee through the crowd. Becky gets chased. She's brawling up at the stands, uh, up into the crowd. Becky puts Sasha in the disarmor through the handrail, up in the crowd, reminiscent of the Sasha, Last Charlotte. woman standing. Yeah, in yeah, the false can anywhere type situation they had mm-hmm. on Raw a couple years back. Uh, they eventually fight up to the concourse, you know, like fight over the, the span of one section, back down the stairs, down towards the ring. Uh, Ref is still out. Uh, back in the ring. Uh, Becky. Oh, they fight back in the ring. And commentary just says, oh, yeah, Becky was DQ'd. Mm-hmm, yeah. The ref is out. Yeah. The ref is the one that make that. How many times have we seen a ref bump? An accidental ref bump. And it's all good. So, like, that would have kind of made
2: sense had the referee gotten up and walked over to commentary. But when they came back to the ring, the ref was still there lying in a puddle of his own ref. So it's not like he got up. And called for the bell or anything. I know they've done things like ref has gone to like some head... Like they did this last week or two weeks ago. He went to instant Replay. I think it was John Cohn went to Replay. And it's like we had literally seen that maybe a small handful of times over the past five years. Yeah. So it's not like they do that a lot, even though it's justified a lot. Uh, So, yeah, the ref... Never went over to anybody and said anything. No, he was he was
1: unconscious in the, in the corner of the ring. Yeah. So that was kind of a lame finish. It was it w- pretty silly. So they're still brawn. Um, uh, Becky lays into Sasha with a chair some more, slams Sasha's face into it, and then puts her in the disarmor through the back of the chair. Sasha's tapping out. Then a couple of the refs come down, break it up, and then they announce to the arena, uh, Becky's been DQ'd, uh, still champion, though. They play her music. It's just a bad, confusing ending. what was a really good match that the crowd was into.
2: Yeah, I feel like this is the kind of thing that they probably... They could have hyped this as being something that was too urgent to be on a pay-per-view. So they do it in the main event on Raw and hype it up as a big Raw main event. And this finish is perfect for that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this, remember, like, back during the attitude, I don't, I don't want to be one of those guys. Remember in the attitude era? Yeah. But I remember, like, you'd always have, like, big matches on Raw, and they'd almost always end like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And that was the cliffhanger to keep you going for next week. This is that. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Like, even if it's not so much the DQ finish, I get that. It's to have unconscious ref uh, uh, relate that telepathically to commentary before it was even announced in the arena. Like, have – if everything had just played out how it did, and then after the refs break up the disarmor through the chair, they go and try to get the, the ref up, and the ref's like, huh? Yeah. What happened? Oh, she hit you with a chair. Oh, yeah? I ring like the, the bell. Baron Corbin is now the ref. Yeah, ring bell. Ring bell. Um, and then they announce, okay, that's fine. It's just don't have the, the, the finish, the decision of the match be announced by commentary while the ref is unconscious in the ring.
2: Yeah, I, I – it it is it is very silly, but just the general idea of this ending on a, in a in a scrum or in a in a walk or whatever you want to call it, uh, I think probably should have been a, a bigger deal on Raw as opposed to that's how you finish a pay per view. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know they do that plenty, but
1: I feel like this is sort of a bigger deal than that. It is, but that's kind of the, how they generally handle a lot of these B level pay per views. Yeah. That they're I know they're I placeholders know. to extend the feud rather than a means to advance really advance story or blow off feuds uh hopefully this next match serves as the blow off for this feud but i have a feeling it's not going to randy orton versus kofi kingston i feel like we've already um talked about it ad nauseum i suppose we can go through it a bit more but it just everything that you said about it is true um it felt in a lot of respects like a carbon copy of what we got at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. the only difference is we got a clean finish yeah um I mean, the, there was moments in the Kofi Kevin Owens feud. Like I, I appreciate and I, I, like the story overall they're doing with Kofi. They're putting huge name after huge name, massive obstacle, massive after massive obstacle in front of Kofi, to to dispel any notion that he has not earned yeah. the right to be WWE champion. Right, right. I think at this point he has cemented himself. Yes, he's. It's, it's this isn't this isn't like a title a thank you title reign. Like you could say about me, Christian, when he got the, w- sure, the yeah, World yeah. Heavyweight title. Like, yeah, we're here, way past that. Here, he, thank you for your service to the company. Yeah, uh, They've done a heck of a job establishing Kofi as a world champion. Mm-hmm. Um, his feud with Joe was great. His feud with Kevin Owens was pretty good. The Matches were decent. But then, like, the feud with Dolph, they had, like, one good match. The cage match was a stinker. Yeah, it was. And I understand Randy is a huge name. They have history. It's just they're just not a good matchup now. Yeah, Ten no. years ago, they might have been. And they're Well, not the now. funny thing is,
2: like, all the in-between bits, all the non-match stuff is it's actually great. really good. It's really good. Like, the introduction to Revival especially has been really good, and I think that was one thing that was missing from this is you are a part of that team, Right. And it just feels like it it feels like Randy Orton
1: it felt like doesn't when, care about it that. It felt like when Cody Rhodes showed up at Wrestle Kingdom with little tiny Bullet Club logos on his boots but no other Bullet Club
2: It's like do you care about being in Bullet Club? Are you part, actually part of Bullet Club? Yeah, it's like with Randy Orton it's like do you even know their names? Do you know which one's which? Like this is supposed to be a thing. Yeah, it's Dash Dawson, Scott Wilder. <laughs> do you know which
1: one's which? Don't need to. Bald one's Dawson, Dawson, Scott they- Jash, yeah,
2: Jash, did you say
1: Jash? Like, if they if this had been like an overbooked thing, I'd have been fine because at least it would have been fun. Overbook it in like ten minutes. Yeah, have the <laughs> Revival come out and try to interfere. Right. New Day, have Xavier Woods even kind of limp out or something. Right. Get get give the Revival some comeuppance. All in ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. To make it fun. There's yeah. nothing fun about it. The matches aren't fun. The no. feud is fun. The matches aren't. The matches fun. are not fun. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a situation where Orton hits an RKO, too close to the ropes. Mm-hmm. Kofi got his, his foot on the rope. Uh, Orton goes for the punt, which they, which we all know they don't let him do anymore. Yeah, He misses. Kofi hits Trouble in Paradise for the win. Mm-hmm. It's not really worth going through the other beats in the match because they didn't really go anywhere. It's
2: a, dude, if you've seen any Randy Orton match or any Kofi Kingston match, it's that. It was just like, you do your moves, I'll do my moves. You do your moves, I'll do my moves. After that, we had a Street Province <laughs> promo, so I immediately started tuning out. But then... King Booker, the royally uh, ruling over the WWE universe. Oh, man, so good. It was awesome. He was doing his spiel about his uh, talking about who he thinks is going to win King of the Ring, but then he was interrupted by Angelo Dawkins, who then asked for a knighthood. You want to be knight, you want to be Sir Angelo da- Dawkins. So he can walk up into the club and try to get his smash on by uh, telling, letting people know he's he's a knight. He's, he's a Sir Angelo Dawkins now. And then, of course, King Booker. Had to say, tell me you didn't just say that. Yeah,
1: you tell them to get their minds right.
2: Yeah. Foreshadowing, maybe?
1: hmm I hope so.
2: Foreshadowing what? Them actually fighting? Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping it was foreshadowing Booker T managing them. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Screw it. Dub them the new Harlem Heat. <laughs> and have them wear that goofy Harlem Heat outfit again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that was a bad idea. Yeah. But... I still would love to see Booker T manage that Oh heck yeah man Wouldn't that be the greatest That'd thing be amazing That'd be awesome Amazing And then sometimes he tries To get involved in the match He's yeah. like no Booker Not anymore Oh, no, I'll do a bookend <laughs> Here's the manager Do a spin Now we're way past that <laughs> We can do better things Than a spin Scissor kick <laughs> With supply chains Becoming more complex You need to stay on top Of the latest Logistics developments So if you work with
0: logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game
2: with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Uh, after that, we had Roman versus Rowan. Yeah, uh, so Roman comes out first. Rowan's like clad in all leather. Uh, definitely not aligned with Daniel Bryan anymore. Um, so Roman meets Rowan at the foot of the ramp. They start brawling. Already. This is a no DQ contest. Oh, yeah. So you knew there was going to be a camera crane that gets involved. Oh, gosh. Who who decided that was going to be an important story beat. So they're brawling all around the ringside area. Uh, at one point, Rowan dumps Roman to the announce table. Then in the barricade. Uh, Rowan is gonna charge in after Roman. Uh, Roman moves. Rowan gets uh, hits the ring steps. Roman goes and gets the kendo stick. Never gets to use it because Rowan picks up the ring steps and drives them into Reigns, and they start brawling up through the crowd. Mm-hmm. They brawl around there, back ringside. Roman has to drive by. Uh, this is the highlight of the match. Next, Roman's clearing the announce table. He turns around, and Rowan absolutely destroys Roman with the. The greatest fun splotches I've ever seen. Yeah. It was amazing. It's like a bus ran him down. It was amazing. It was amazing. so good. It was great. Rowan has one of the best fun splotches. He really does. It's fantastic.
2: And when the camera is like eye level and stationary.
1: And he just and comes from out of frame. And he comes
2: from out of frame and you is see amazing. it. amazing. Yeah, it's
1: really great. It's so good. It's so darn good. Uh, so then, uh. Rowan throws some steps yeah, in the ring. Yeah, the ring steps in the ring. Uh, he's about to try to hit Roman with him instead. Uh, uh, Roman hits a Samoan drop. Uh, Then a Superman punch, only gets a two count though. Uh, Back ringside, they're brawling some more. Rowan power bombs Roman Reigns from the announce table, puts Roman back in the ring, only gets a two count. Mm -hmm. They start brawling up by the the, the timekeeper's area. Uh, Rowan hits Roman with the ring bell in the back of the head. They're brawling through the crowd towards the tech area. Rowan hits the iron claw on Roman, puts him through a table. But then he has to pick him up Mm -hmm. and carries him up to the stage because he has to pin him in the ring. It's not Falls of anywhere. right? And then, oh, Rowan sees camera crane.
2: Deadly camera crane. Light
1: bulb goes off. Mm -hmm. He tries to hit Roman with it. Instead, Rowan picks up what looks to be like a C-stand or a microphone stand or something. Mm -hmm. It's like a heavy, good stand. Metal something. Hits Rowan in the gut with it. Mm -hmm. Then he grabs camera crane, Uh swings it at Rowan. And then again, Rowan goes down towards the ring. Roman, at the top of the ramp, Runs to spear him and needs a massive boot. It's Luke Harper. Luke Harper's back. He has learned how to do a Southern accent. Apparently, he has returned. Apparently, Vince does have something for
2: him. The (laughs) the, yeah, the reporting from Wrestling Observer this past week that uh, apparently in error. Yeah, we did. Luckily, we did that as an overrun. Yeah, not as uh, a news brief. I mean, it was a very definition non-news. He's like the update is there is no update. Apparently, the our big cast news. Brief should have been non-news as well, because all
1: is not right with Big Cass, and he probably (laughs) won't be headed to WWE anytime soon. No, especially not with uh, Pat Buck working backstage for (laughs) WWE. Yeah,
2: that's right, yeah.
1: Definitely not going to happen. So back in the ring, Rowan and Harper are taking it to Roman Reigns. Uh, Rowan hits an iron claw on Roman to get the win. I thought it would be Daniel Bryan helping Rowan. Um, I'm still not sure how they're gonna justify Harper aligning with Rowan, especially because Rowan just said the whole thing like I'm done being manipulated. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the dynamic with the Bludgeon Brothers. Mm-hmm. Was that it felt like Harper was the guy? Yeah. So we'll see how that all plays out. According to they're they're wearing metal shirts, both of them. So this is going up a little bit later. Maybe so they're so they're metal I can,
2: friends. I think I can make I can mention this here, but uh, according to the fightful select email I just got. By the way. If you want breaking, really good, awesome breaking yeah. news, bits, emails, Fightful Select. Check Do it, it out on the Patreon. Worth every cent. Daniel Bryan was there tonight. Yeah. He just didn't use him.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, so hopefully we'll get some explanation. Probably not. After that, Seth interview. Hey, uh, Luke seemed really happy to be there. Harper seemed really happy. He's going to have a blast until uh, uh, until April. When his contract's up, <laughs>
2: he's gonna be like, "Oh, I'm happy. I'm so happy to be here. Extension? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll look at that. Here, we'll, think, that about, we'll yeah. think about it. We'll
1: think about I'll think about that. I'll think about that later. Think about that later. I gotta catch something. I little gotta
2: little go bit. car. <laughs> yeah, car. I'm so happy to be here though. It's
1: great. So, later. No way would I rather be home right now collecting checks for doing nothing.
2: Extension? Uh, oh, this this pen doesn't work. This pen doesn't work. I think there's a pen around
1: the corner over so there. I right? thought, oh no, <laughs> no pen. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was Luke Harper that ran a Roman Reigns car. He was trying to get out of the arena, the kind of sign contract extension
2: <laughs> on a six thousand month
1: extension. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins interview. Whatever. I mean, we're not friends anymore. Yeah, we're not a team. God. tag team. It's not
2: team. We're not a team. We lost as team. You know, you might have a rematch. Well, it wasn't my fault. I didn't
1: shoulder <laughs> tackle our opponent into me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like there's something like the dynamic of having two guys who are feuding also t- tag team members. I guess it doesn't usually go longer than like a one pay per view cycle, but maybe they should have this time because there would have been something a little different. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Anyways, main event Braun versus Seth. Uh, I mean, they just kind of booked Braun as indestructible as they could with him, while still him having him lose. Uh, early on, he goes for a power slam. Seth escapes. Chop blocks. Uh, Braun's knee. Uh, he hits three super kicks, followed with a frog splash. Ruff doesn't get down to make a one count. Braun kicks out. Yeah. Uh, Seth goes for a stomp. Of Braun catches him and just tosses him kind of like powerbomb style on the mat. Uh, Seth evades Braun, sends him in the ring post, uh, hits two springboard knees, goes for a third. Braun catches him and just does the thing where he puts him over his arm and clubs him with the forearm type deal. Uh, they're bra- brawling ringside. Seth, uh, or Braun charges towards Seth. Seth uh, dodges, drop toehold, sends Braun kind of hurtling over the announce table. Seth hits a suicide dive, sends Braun the corner to table, and then another one. Table collapses. Seth goes for a sur- third suicide dive. Braun catches him, goes for a power slam. Uh, Seth escapes, kicks him on the Spanish announce table, I believe. Mm-hmm. Seth goes up the top rope, likes to do a frog splash, and Braun just gets up and sprints up to meet, meet him up there, Toss, tosses Seth to the mat. Seth runs back up the ropes, trying to go for a superplex. Braun blocks, and then he hits a top rope splash himself.
2: Yeah, he immediately... He was selling knee, man. He immediately started clutching that knee. It was kind of scary, but...
1: but yeah. It goes back to the chop block earlier. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Braun picks up Seth... Goes for a power slam. Seth, instead, uh, counters with the sleeper. Braun starts to fade uh, and then just kind of tosses Seth off him like that. Uh, Seth hits the stomp. uh, Braun kicks out at one. That was rad. Yeah. That was cool. That's always shocking when that happens. Yeah, then Seth hits another stomp, and then Braun kicks out at two. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, so he's getting him down an extra second every time he's a stomp. Third stomp should do it. No. Mm, Nope. Third stomp hits. Braun kicks out again. you see
2: Seth's face, and he's like, well, that's my finisher – I don't really know what I should do now.
1: So, Seth goes for another. Braun catches him, uh, gets him up in power slam, but his knee gives out. Mm-hmm. Seth thinks, oh, I got another move I used to win matches with. Pedigree, yep. then stomp. That gets him the win. Surprisingly enough, Braun loses clean. Clean loss. I mean, he's looked as strong as he could possibly
2: in a clean loss. But I kind of feel like, yeah, it's back to being perpetual plan B for Braun. Which is fine. You just don't want him to go into like you know territory of celebrity guy. I know. Which he he, he's dropped. already done. He's already done that. We just don't want him to go back there. Um, so anyway, Seth goes up the ramp. We get the little trademark bug. Yeah, we get the coffee. And then that goes. And then the lights go out. And then you see the
1: fiend. And he's late. He's taking out Seth Rollins with Sister Abigail. With Sister Abigail. And the lights go down again. They come back up. And and he he puts the mandible claw on Seth. Puts the
2: stinky fingers in his mouth.
1: And then lights go out, and that's the end of the show. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: So the Fiend versus Seth Rollins seems like it on the horizon. It seems like Seth is done with Braun at this point. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's pretty cool. Hopefully they build something neat to Hell in a Cell.
1: Yeah, I hope and, so. And
2: uh, I want to see that Universal Championship on Firefly Funhouse. You want know would be awesome? What if they did this? They they manufacture. They get together. They get another Universal Championship, right? So there's two of them. Mm-hmm. There's one that's on Firefly Funhouse that's sort of on display there, and it's in pristine condition. Every time the Fiend comes out with it, though, it's in increasingly decayed condition. That's good, but then in Firefly Funhouse, it's still perfect.
1: No, they need to do is have Tom Savini make a a, a, a belt kind of in the same fashion as the Fiend's mask. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be neat. I like it. So hopefully, they can
2: do some cool stuff with that. I hope. I think that'd be terrific, man. I mean, it seems like. I wonder if it's a kind of situation where Fox doesn't really like Bray Wyatt might might might, eh, might not be the thing that Fox really wants, mm-hmm. but because he's so over right now, mm-hmm. USA and RAW can do a lot with him. Yeah, hopefully. So give him the dang title, make it mean something, and make it cool. Mm-hmm. You know, make it really neat because the audience was not into that Seth match tonight. Like it was it was a fine match. But the fact that he just went over Braun clean, people really weren't into that. No. It's like, oh, they're doing the you're just Roman thing now. Yeah, I don't know. People aren't really into that, man. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll be back uh, Monday with News Brief. Yeah. Uh, thanks for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.